we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll make it organic. We'll make it organic. Michael Bright Caves, how are you doing this evening of evenings? It is. You know, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Won't you be my neighbor and then not move because it's too cold outside. Speaking of cold outside, it's the holiday season. The holiday season. My question here I'm bringing up. We know our wives love all the episodes of our show. All of them. All of them. So we should be afraid to share what we're buying our spouses for Christmas. But I think we might be able to. Brian, what are you getting Alyssa for Christmas? This is actually really easy. I'm getting her nothing. Well, what a I'm, I'm getting what a guy. I'm getting, I'm getting her nothing and she's getting me nothing. Um, we got a eggnog at the cave's house. They're gonna have a real <laughs> festive party down there. Jeez, oh, we, we got a an, are you canceling a... Christmas? Is this the war on Christmas? <laughs> Actually, uh, we're celebrating Festivus this year. Mm. Um, well, we That's what this Festivus. podcast is for. We air grievances every single episode, <laughs> we celebrate Festivus every year, but um, no, so we we moved recently. Mm, um, yes. that that took a big chunk out of the budget and then uh like i bought myself a guitar recently i guess i didn't talk about that on the show i bought myself a guitar and plan on uh trying to trying to learn the guitar at some point you're gonna do our theme song for bright me at some point once i figure out how to play this thing once you get up to the esteban levels of guitar playing do you remember those infomercials i mentioned it a lot in text and i don't know if you're even yeah no I, i'm not from, i guess this... i don't remember there's this infomercial for a guitar, an acoustic guitar, and he plays it not like, you know, Animal House when someone's playing guitar in the stairway and they're trying to get girls. This I is gave classic, my like love with Sherry. <laughs> Esteban plays the guitar like a classical guitar, like with an acoustic guitar. He's not strumming to get the ladies at down at the bonfire at the frat house. He's, he's playing like for keeps when Esteban plays, he plays for keeps. And I'm thinking that's what Brian's going to do. Forget this strumming malarkey. We're going to go straight for it. Maybe you um, can make your wife a song, a beautiful song and sing it to her on Christmas morning. That's an idea. <laughs> that is, um, I think well, yes, that is an idea. I think she'd rather have a lump of coal at that point. But uh, <laughs> no, so yeah, I mean, what did she, I do to you, Brian? What exactly. did I do to you? Well, the fun thing is, we'll be at my dad's house down in Florida, so it's a punishment. Oh, you're going back to Florida again? We are. We're I would love back. to hear what Mike says. <laughs> would you play, please? Now I need you to do it. I just need you to know. I need to hear what Mike says whenever you play that guitar. After not, you've picked it up once. In the two weeks that you've had it, because you moved now, rightfully so, you've been busy. But I want to hear what Mike says to your beautiful song to Alyssa on Christmas. And if you recorded it, that wouldn't kill at me either. But wouldn't uh, be the end of the world, huh? Wouldn't be the end of the world. Um, so yeah, we we got. I guess we can say we got a new apartment mm. and uh, two trips to Florida 
for the holidays uh, for Christmas. What, well, uh, the holiday what season, about you? If the holiday season has told it, us in the world anything, it's that the real reason of the season is that you can spend money even if you don't have it. So I, um, no, we have, we had the money. I, I bought my wife, uh, it just, I bought her a, a pair of AirPods. What? Right. And then I bought her like a, a, a coffee mug and, uh, and a, a sweater. I only whisper it because my voice carries and I feel like she, she's got those mom ears. Oh yeah. If I said it loud enough, she wouldn't hear me, but hopefully she didn't hear what I said. Well, when she listens to the episode later, um, <laughs> it's going to be awkward. <laughs> Brian, yeah, it's going to be real awkward when she listens to this one. I could tell my deepest and darkest secrets. I could you say could, on here that I've killed a man. and she would, <laughs> you, could, you could tell her deepest and darkest secrets. I could. And, and she'd she never would know. never know that I said it. Um, well, what is it if a tree falls in the woods if no one's around? Doesn't doesn't make a sound. That's kind of like our podcast. Brighten me. The tree falling in the woods with nobody around. I just think of the scene in Major League where he's like, one goddamn hit. <laughs> you can't say you can't say that on the radio. Eh, nobody's listening anyway. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. Uh, Brighten me, the Bob Euchre of podcasts. If just a bit outside. <laughs> if we were as funny as he was in that movie. But nobody writes our lines, okay? We do this ourselves. We're organic. We write all this ourselves. And the people listening to us to this are like, yeah, we can tell. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. That really tracks. That tracks. <laughs> get, get some writers. Oh gosh. We can't afford writers. We're doing this podcast for free. Um speaking of free podcasts, let's get into that non-written amazing content. Let's do it for free. Welcome to Brian Me, where a podcast where we talk about soccer and other things, other podcasty things. Here's your lineup for tonight. Got big news in the Columbus Crew and Chicago Red Star circles. We're going to break it all down. New contracts names leaving and even an entirely new team what oh the nwsl expansion draft is coming up we'll share what it's all about and then we're gonna get into your questions and topic ideas in our world famous hashtag ask bam segment got some real humdingers tonight let me tell you what but before we do before we get into our Big old topics. We got some little topics that we're not going to spend a ton of time on, but we just want to go over them because, gosh darn it, we like so many freaking sports. We just got to cover. We got to talk at least about a little bit, a little bit. All First the of, sports ball. All the sports balls. Liverpool men have won three straight matches, four to one against Everton men, one to zero against the Wolvesmen, and then two to one versus AC Milan men. Divock Origi. His name uh, he got dusted off of the, the bench, and he came in for some matches. One that scored the last two game-winning goals, scored uh, one against Wolves in like the final minutes to win 1-0. to zero. So Liverpool are kind of on a high right now. They won all of their uh, Champions League group stage matches. First British team to ever win all six of their Champions League group stage, group stage matches. Easy for me to say. Mm. Uh, Liverpool women are back in FA Cup play this weekend. They have not played since we last recorded. Tottenham Hotspurs men 
they beat Brentford 2-0. And the Norwich City fight, fighting Brian Lenoise. Brand new logo and everything, 3-0. Not enough hanging triangles in it. Not enough mm. hanging triangles in it. Yeah, a few more triangles. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll get there, Norwich. Uh, Tottenham Hotspur men, they're having trouble with another opponent, though. Um, that opponent is COVID-19. The team had six positive cases last time I heard. It might have gone up. And they it's ca- gone up. Oh, they called off their conference league match against Rennes, Rennes, and this weekend's Brighton match looks like it's in a bit of jeopardy. A little it's bit of jeopardy. Probably not gonna happen. Yeah, not great. Um, so canceled the match last time we talked about Tottenham for snow, and now we're canceling matches for COVID. But we won't lose those matches, at least not yet. That's true. That's true. And also, um, you're you're padding your uh, games in hand. So whenever you're down like 10, 10 points to get into fourth place, you'd be like, well, we have two games in hand. That means that we're going to get at least six points. We're um, all, that means we're only like four points down technically. Yeah. I mean, you know. So hope, um, we said in the last podcast, um, hope, hope in one hand, shit in the other, see which fills first. But fans having those games in hand, it really gives you hope as a supporter. So um, more power, I guess, to you. But we hope everybody, honestly, seriously, everybody within the team, is able to come through it okay and there's not any serious illness from it and that they don't give it to other people, hopefully isolation and some uh, medicine, the best medicine that the Levies can buy can get these players back on their feet. And You, uh, you sons of bitches all better have gotten the damn shot. <laughs> yes, also you should you should get vaccinated. If you haven't gotten vaccinated at this point, like read the room. I got I got the booster over the weekend. Oh, okay. It may have may have knocked me on my butt a little bit, but I'm a big boy. I can handle it. And so can you out there in podcast land. Yeah. Yeah. Get the shot. Yeah, get the shot. And then you get excellent like six G cell phone reception. I can't oh, wait till Monday. My reception is banging. I can't wait. I'm getting my booster on Monday and I need it because um driving through those tunnels, because you know all the tunnels in Columbus, it's really hard for me to uh really hard for me to get reception, but getting that will really help me out, I think. Last thing in our headlines, Sam Kerr. I don't know if you saw this video. I posted I it on the Brian Me account tonight. Sam Kerr and Chelsky were facing off against Juventus in the Champions League today. And a pitch invader came onto the pitch. And this dude's like holding up his cell phone. He's taking selfies and stuff. And the players are mostly ignoring him. And then he runs. He's trying to, like, run away or run off the field. Sam Kerr, like, you could see her setting up her walk. She, she walks, like, kind of towards him. And then right within a couple feet, she speeds up, lowers her shoulder, and then levels his dude. I've, I've got the video going right now. Boom! Oh, oh. snap. That's oh. awesome. Oh, that is amazing. So I, like, as much as, like, it's hard for me to cheer for Chelsky. Sam Kerr, oh my gosh, she like that was amazing. Plus, her FA Cup match was amazing. Uh, two goals in the FA Cup, the whole sportsmanship uh stuff online. You've seen with Christy Buis, the sport you've heard the sportsmanship joke, right? Bryant, during the Olympics, uh, Christy Buis is a midfielder for the United States national team, she also plays for the Houston Dash. And during the Olympics, maybe you've heard of her, um, sister, older sister to Sam Buis who is also a U.S. national team member. During the Olympics, there was a, a heartfelt photo 
after United States played Australia where Sam Kerr and Christy Mewis were both sitting in the in midfield and it looked like Christy Mewis, the photographer, took a picture of it. Snap, snap. And one of the news outlets posted the picture and saying, oh, in a display of sportsmanship, Christy Mewis, you know, uh, consoles the Australian Sam Kerr, blah, blah, blah. Well, they were dating. So now it's a joke that that sportsmanship is, oh, look at that sportsmanship over hey. there. So um, what she did in this video to this pitch invader was not sportsmanship. No. She laid that body out. And she, I mean, and she got a yellow card for it. She got carded for that, Bryant. You know what that makes me think of? It makes me think of Mighty Ducks 2. When Ken Wu takes down <laughs> Iceland player and gets thrown into the box. And he says, two minutes, well worth it. So Sam got the yellow card. If you get fined for it, I'm sure GoFundMe. Oh, they're not, you're not going to get fined for it, though. But that's that's pretty amazing funny funny random thing about that so i i googled the the incident just so i could find the video because i hadn't yet seen it no. um got to an article from the daily mail yes i know <sighs> and who's it's not the sun so it's okay whose tweet is embedded to uh discuss the to discuss the uh the hit there is it Brian Me? It is not Brian Me, oh. but it is a former Bam. It is, it is a Bam fan member and former guest, Kelsey Trainer. What? Oh man, that's crazy! It's a small world. It's a small, small world. Oh, that's great. I was going to say our notification should be blown up, but that was a while ago. So I just tweeted it like twenty minutes ago. And in, in one other real quick uh, mm-hmm. women's soccer headline, actually. <laughs> Big shout out to the Florida State University women's soccer team. Oh, yeah. Your new reigning and defending national champions. The people's champions. Lost uh, lost last season to Santa Clara on PKs. Mm -hmm. Won this year over BYU. Also on on PKs. Big shout out to the Knowles. It's a hell of a program they got going on there. So Mm -hmm. that's two championships in four years and their third overall. Joe Knowles, love to see it. Love to see it. Fantastic. So those are headlines. Oh, real quick. Uh, you talk about BAMFAM. You mentioned BAMFAM, and the idea came to my head. Or it reminded me. A BAMFAM former guest was the number one play on SportsCenter a few days ago. What? Was it Naya? Naya Tapper in the <laughs> Rugby Sevens, World Rugby Sevens Championship. They do this year-round league where it's international teams facing off against each other they travel from like dubai to south africa to california to tokyo all these different places well it's a whole league and ireland's uh rugby player she gets the she gets the ball and she's gone it's just her it's just her and a try it's her and a score and she's running and even the announcer's like oh would you give her space you're never gonna catch her and then Naya Tapper from the wing. So she's coming at an angle. Like she has to run further than this player yeah. does. Naya books it. <laughs> like she is she hit the on turbo. A like, <laughs> like the announcer says this, like, oh, no one's going to catch the Ireland player now. And then like Naya is catching up to her and she tackles her right before yeah, she can I, score and stops her right it. before. It's, oh it's my gosh. Sanity. She is like a beast. So bam fam hashtag bam fam on the sports center top 10 we take no credit for it 
If anything, she did Zero. that in, in spite of being on our show. <laughs> she overcame more obstacles being on our podcast and then doing what she did. So shout out to, to Naya, to the Seminoles, to Sam Kerr and her shoulder. Um, just show these MFers what it's all about. And that's what you're all doing. And I love it so much. Speaking of showing people what they're all about. Um, yeah. Let's talk about the Red Stars. Or, or what's um, left of the red stars well yeah <laughs> probably may not need to be much left anyway uh, but that's mm. we covered that pretty extensively well on the roster last, yeah we'll, we'll talk about ownership uh on the roster though i would like to keep some players around yeah yeah i guess <laughs> if the team is still going to be a thing we should uh yeah we should right. keep some players around so um, there have been some moves, uh, mm-hmm. from the, uh, from the Chicago, from the Chicago side. Here's a we'll start out with the, with kind of the biggest, the biggest shock wave that was sent through, uh, Red Stars fandom, um, Julie Ertz and Sarah Gordon, as well as international slots Ooh, the, the famous international, no, uh, yeah. no, no Tam though. So yeah, no any, Tam Gam and no Tam Gam and damn. thank you, ma'am. And Wham, yeah. oh, Black Betty, Bam, Lamb. Uh, <laughs> Black so, Betty, Bam, Lamb, oh, Black Betty, Bam, Lamb, oh, Black Betty, Bam, Lamb. We haven't sung a lot on this show lately. I think we, we need to not. add a lot of singing. But last week, if you folks remember, we were all talking about Sarah Gordon. We were all talking about, oh, my gosh, Sarah's going to leave. And we were all heartbroken about it. And we were even saying, take Julie instead. Take Julie instead. And then <laughs> we didn't say take both of them. <laughs> and then what happens? They take both. Like the the Ertz part, the Gordon part wasn't a surprise because it already leaked that she was on her way. Right. The Ertz part was a shock because looking at this trade, you said two international slots. Plus uh, all the Chicago gets is roster protection. This looks like. Chicago got fleeced. That's what it looks like that's, to me. That's uh, Chicago. I think this was a situation, and this is speculation. I mean, we don't yeah. know this. The we speculation, have no insider information. Yeah, the speculation with both of them is that these trades were asked for. So mm-hmm. I don't know that Chicago had much of a choice. I mean, mm-hmm. well, I guess they technically got a choice, um, but I don't think they have much of a choice in the trade in them. And I think. Angel City probably knew that that was the case, and so you know when you're, well, you don't really have much leverage in the situation. These are the kind of deals that you get. Um, yeah. So you know it's a good thing that they their rosters protected in the upcoming expansion draft. I guess that's you know that's <sighs> that's not the worst news. I mean, sure. but when you lose, um, you know, a player of the caliber of Sarah Gordon, and mm-hmm. to a lesser extent Julie Ertz, um, it's a big deal. You know, who we, we talked about kind of last week losing Gordon, kind of what's our back line going to look like? And right. Ertz was kind of the other person we'd probably project if we didn't move her to midfield to kind of slot in that other center back spot. Mm-hmm. Who the hell's playing center back now? I guess we'll have to see. It feels like a Kayla Sharple situation. I know she's in Australia right now on loan, but right. we talked to, I mean, Danny Colaprico. She played what four years it felt like back to back because she went to australia came back to nwsl played in right. nwsl went to australia came back so this is not a a end of her time with the red stars thing it's just she wanted to get some time in the off season because honestly she didn't get much time towards the end of the regular season for chicago so i think sharples and davidson is likely the center back pairing unless you bring in 
unless you draft a center back, because I know they have a first round pick, unless you draft somebody that you can bring in. But no, this uh, defense is going to look kind of tough. And Angel City definitely got the best of this role. So you have Kristen Press, Sarah Gordon, tentatively Julie Ertz. I always get a little leery whenever they say we trade for the rights to this player. Right. Because she could say, I don't want to play. <laughs> I mean, does Julie Ertz have to play? Like, she's still, de- I'm not saying she's not anywhere close to like Rapino's age or Carly Lloyd's age, no. but she still has World Cups in her. She still has Olympics in her. But if she wanted to financially, I'm sure they would be okay. Given her career, and then obviously her husband is a long time. NFL, uh, NFL, NFL Super tight Bowl end. winner, yeah, right. So, yeah, I don't think they're hurting. Uh, I don't think they're strapped for cash. If they but it's are, not like that's... a guarantee that she's going to play. That's what it. It, right. it doesn't. It doesn't really. I haven't seen any excitement from her about it. I know she's like done her little Twitter note to the fans like a day later. Uh, the one thing that was missing in the media release from all these people leaving, every player had a statement in the actual email, and Julie Ertz had nothing. It took like a day and a half, half a day later for her to then get on Twitter and say, oh, the fans in the city are great, blah, blah, blah. It, it felt kind of, it felt really late whenever it's, every other player provided statements and they wanted it known right away, you know, how they felt. But that's just of, us being supporters, I guess. Kind of on brand. Um, yeah. <laughs> in, other, in other moves, uh, Katie Johnson, your favorite player, Mackenzie Donyak. Mm. And Kelsey Turnbow, a 2021 draft pick, opted to remain in college this season, were sent to San Diego Wave FC for Ooh. also for expansion draft protection and an undisclosed amount of allocation money. So we've got we've got some of the Tam and Gam in there. Uh, Tam Gam, thank you, ma'am. So, first of all, we haven't discussed this. San Diego Wave FC. If you take off the FC part, is a cool name for a club like san diego wave is cool mm-hmm. um san diego wave fc is stupid <laughs> um the eck is just because you're not a football club i'm sorry you're a soccer club uh, yeah i don't I, I hate the fc thing in america um well there's this minnesota soccer team that's trying to it's a, a minnesota women's team they're gonna be in the w league of the usl the uh, like the amateur kind of league next year and they right. had these three awesome logos one was like arctic and then all three of those logos were cool by the way the okay so you've seen them the aurora ones everyone was like oh my gosh this is great but it's aurora fc that turns me off so like no we can't do f the other two didn't have fc on them the other one was like fox fox something fox fire something like that not firefox that's a mozilla (laughs) it's not fleet foxes either it's a web browser Ooh, fleet foxes good (laughs) I was watering the 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 Okay. Um, so it was one of those names, but the, the Aurora one, the logo looked awesome, but seriously, you ruin it with the FC. If you didn't have the FC, that would be my number one choice, but I like the Arctic one the best myself, but anywho. Um, yeah, I think in this trade comparing Angel City definitely won. I think they got a lot more out of their trade. Yeah. I know this sound. Look, San Diego won. San Diego did not win this trade. I don't think. No offense to Katie Johnson, Mackenzie Doniak. I. We, I think those are players that you could have not protected anyway. I think those are players that could have like. If I was looking at the nine players I would protect on the Red Stars, 
at least one of them was not on my list of players that I would have protected. I think Katie Johnson might have by default because I can only save one, you know, allocated player. <laughs> I can only save right. one on the team. Um, so maybe Katie Johnson fills in just because we've lost other players. But I I don't see Johnson and Doniak leaving as a as a big net loss for Red Stars unless we, unless we don't try to bring in anybody on offense. Now Kelsey Turnbow, that's an unknown because she was a she was a high draft pick. She didn't play. She had I think in college her her senior year wasn't even her best year in her senior year she had um 10 goals and four assists compared to 2019 2020 when she had 15 goals and 10 assists um bomb what Get a bomb. but also she only played uh she did 10 goals and four assists in only 11 games uh 12 games played compared to a lot more jesus but just because you, <laughs> that's great that's actually, but, that's actually really good <laughs> but also i i moving into the nwsl i'm just making myself feel better that we lost her because we don't know what she's going to do in the pro. You don't know. You never know how you're going to, you know, you're competing against, uh, you know, against these players versus, you know, moving up and competing with, you know, grown ass women. Yeah. Although um, not everybody is Trinity Rodman or Emily Fox. No, I don't think many people at all are Trinity Rodman. No, no, they most certainly are not. Trinity Rodman's a badass. Yeah. But um, that trade, I really don't think that, um, I mean, I really don't think that San Diego got the best of Chicago. And I think the things we lost in this trade um, could be made up. We could, we could make them up. Yeah. I think those are players that you can find. Um, those are, you know, if we're talking about war, right. Mm-hmm. If you use the old baseball analogy, the, the baseball stat for war, right. Okay, These are not talk about who, what is it good for? Absolutely nothing. Say it again. Or it's over if you want it. Yeah. Rest in peace, John. 41 years today. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think these are not players that have a high, you know, wins above replacement, right? Like these are not players that you can't go out and these are kind of replacement level players. Like you can go mm-hmm. out and find, um, I think players out there, you know, nothing against them personally. I mean, I'm talking about on the pitch here. I'm not talking about them as people or Katie or Johnson like- was a fan favorite. I mean, oh, I, yeah, I, I like Katie Johnson. I thought that was great. Uh, I thought she was great off the field. And I think you look at the 134 and they were big fans of Katie Johnson. So that's, you know, sure. that for a fan perspective, Gordon and Johnson losing are, are tough, but on the field exclusively. Yeah. Johnson, Doniak, I, I think you could get other players. I think you can even get college players who will come in and you and can play. find, you can find players that that can do a job for you. Um, Nikki Stanton then uh, sent to OL Reign for a third round pick in the upcoming uh, college draft. So hey. not a lot of playing time for her, but she's also another like fan favorite. So it's it's yeah. tough to see your fan favorites go like that. So good in good news, at least. Hey, at we least. finally got some good news. Okay. As of right now, now you know things change. Of course, now that we're saying this. Um, some one of these will change probably within the next few minutes, and this podcast will be just completely moot. Um, but we've got four U.S. allocated players still on the on the roster. Of course, Casey Kruger. Uh, we've got Mal Pugh. We've got Alyssa Nair, and we've got Tierna Davidson. So um, we've got those players still on the still on the roster. We kept Mo. We got Mo Gatro for now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that midfield, we still got the best midfield in the league, regardless of what anybody else says. Um, there is rumor out there of another trade um, with Gotham potentially. So uh, to, to solve our center back woes, Gina Lewandowski is coming to. 
is coming to Chicago. Oh, uh, well, she's not gonna be able to play much because Allie Krieger is gonna take her or he's gonna take her her minutes now. Exactly. So she's got to uh she's gotta come on over. Come so like, on over, come on, on over, over Gina. Gina. Um on on Friday was the trade deadline, but then also you don't have to publish your trades by Friday. So last year, I think they were saying Chicago took four days to publish a trade that happened. So there was word that Chicago and Gotham had a trade that went through, but nobody knows about it because at the same time, Chicago got a first round pick in the draft, which initially they were not supposed to have one because they traded it away for Mal Pugh in, in this Mal Pugh, Sarah Waldmo trade. So I don't know if, there is another trade coming. Maybe that draft, I didn't see any specifics about the draft pick. Maybe it's because there were certain qualifications that weren't met to get the the draft pick or something. But people are saying Chicago's first round draft pick is because of potentially another trade. But looking at their announced roster today, there was no other new names that were missing. But also after the expansion draft, the trade window opens back up. So after the expansion, after the uh, the college draft and stuff, it could be that this announcement gets made after next week's craziness with all the drafts. And maybe well, and we still hear that someone moves. We don't know. We don't, because I mean, really Chicago doesn't know. We don't know at least who's making decisions right now. Like who's, who's it's like doing... a group think thing. I think yeah, it's a it's... group, like all the remaining coaches in front office are making them together. I think all these trades, like you said a minute ago, people requested to leave they requested to go somewhere specific so it sounded like and from the media request or from the media statement it's all being done on their request but you need a coach and you need a gm and you need something you know kind of need to kind of need to figure out uh the direction you're going to go especially with again the draft coming up and another window of uh another trade window opening back up kind of need to have a have somebody in leadership there and lord knows given his track recent track record we don't want arnhem making any decisions around the club right now Mm. um on a more positive or fun note um there were a few other moves made around the league that are notable for uh, allocation money and players Uh, a couple notables uh, Allie Krieger and Ashlyn Harris are headed to the New York, New Jersey Metropolitan Sky Blue Gotham FCSC Real. Yeah, one of those things. One of the things. I, I don't know. Uh, Krieger is going to send Gina Lewandowski to the bench where she belongs. Uh, hey, Brian, that was cold-blooded. Uh, Robbie, I want you to know that I'm reading off of the outline that <laughs> Thomas wrote. <laughs> Those were those were not the my opinions. Um, I'm like Ron Burgundy. I'll read anything you put on the uh, on the teleprompter. There are some like whenever we had the Sarah Spain interview, and you did not ask Sarah Spain if she thought a hot dog was considered a taco, and then she said herself that a hot dog is considered a taco. So you do not read everything off the outline for shame. Shame. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then Sheridan's rights were sent to the San Diego. San Diego. Which in German? <laughs> Spanish means a whale's vagina. Aren't, don't, doesn't it just mean San Diego? I think the original translation was lost years ago. And there's also a million other moves that we won't talk about. That no, we're not gonna you know, about. you're on Twitter. You're you're all on Twitter. If God you're knows. finding Get news you. from us, 
Jesus Christ, come on, folks. Get a <laughs> Lord, guys. Come on, get the net. Um, that's a reference only Felix will get, Bryant. Anyway, uh, real quick, too, before we get into uh, the crew stuff, uh, I wanted to talk about Arnhem because you mentioned Arnhem. This is not on the outline. So we're going to have to just make up words as we Off go along, the dome. which most of the time we do have an outline to let you know how the sausage is made. But a lot of it is here are the details. And then we, we fill it in with all the personality that we can muster and we're exhausted after this because we have very little to work off of mm. arnhem was doing some tweeting oh, recently um, so the local 134 they had some requests they wanted to sh- see a real plan for removing arnhem shares and to replace him as ownership and they had all these different requests and a, a big old message went out you can go on twitter and you can see it yourself arnhem replied and one of the lines he said, and I can see if we can find it because this is very ad libby right now of uh, of what we're talking about on our episode. But he ended up telling the local 134 pretty much, um, I would never hide, I would never condone, hide, or participate in abuse. Offered to sit down and chat weeks ago to share facts and plans, got no response. Twitter isn't a solution. For 14 years, we've worked with you and many to build this club. Your approach is hurting the club and staff. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here. Uh, the, so there was a lot of things in there. Uh, mainly, oh, well, we asked to talk to you weeks ago. Weeks ago, whenever the things came out with Paul Riley, Local 134 was really clear. They didn't want a meeting. They wanted to yes or no questions. These things... Answer yes or no. That's all we need. We don't need to have a dialogue. We don't, we don't need not, a there's conversation. Nothing, there's nothing. There's not a conversation to be had. Having conversation. Having a conversation is part of the fucking problem. There's a there's a lot of conversation being had. There's a lot of words being said. But to quote a a line that's used frequently in the Game of Thrones books, words are wind. Mm, like yeah. you you say so much, but your actions kind of show you for being the, being a piece of shit. And this tweet uh, and the actions of knowing, saying that you just found out about this whenever the Washington Post article came out, it's been years. And you said that you put things in place so you knew abuse was happening. So don't don't play. Get the, get the hiding. The if you never team. condoned, hid, or participated in abuse. How come you had a coach who you knew was under investigation for abuse and you kept the coach? If you're talking about transparency, when did you ever share that you knew this was happening with Rory? When did that ever come out in the years? Because Kristen Press reported this to U.S. Soccer four, four, five, four years ago. Mm-hmm. Tell me you didn't know about it. That's so it, it just, you, I think. And it, then you stood right there while she was sent away from the team and didn't. Say moved anything away at her, her against her will. She didn't want to go to right. the one place that she was traded to, and you tra- and then you allowed the thing to happen. I it, it yeah. just sounds more and more like Rory ran the entire team, and it even sounds like the ownership itself was part of that uh, being run by Rory. He can, yeah, he can fuck up <sighs> with all that. Like that's really weak. That's really weak. And then a- deflecting back and blaming the supporters group for it, like that's. That's not Man, that's not great. The, look, that supporters group is the only reason is the big is your biggest support. Like these are the people 
who spend the most money with you. These are people that come to every match, go to road trips, spend mm-hmm. money. They buy merch. They buy concessions when they're at the matches. They bring people to the games, bring mm-hmm. friends, bring other people. They talk about it on social media, bringing more attention to the club that you own. They're marketing for you. Yeah. That you don't put enough money into market correctly. So, yeah, they're the reason that you have a really a team at all. No. Well, then obviously the players, but right. from a financial marketing standpoint, like they do a lot of your job for you. Yep. So get the fuck out of here. The like response is weak. It's yeah. And then you're doing it too on Twitter, but whatever. Um, calling a spade a spade and you're using that spade to dig yourself even deeper into a hole because you can clown. also call a shuffle of spade. In case you weren't aware. And David Spade. And David Spade. Uh, housekeeping. Let's talk about the crew. We're going to go into some crew stuff. Uh, NWSL expansion draft, by the way. I said I was going to cover this. And the expansion draft. So San Diego and LA, there are so many different trades that have happened. I feel like half the teams have protection now because of the trades that happened. But pretty much San Diego and LA, they can draft um, two two players can leave your team. Actually, two players can leave any team. That's not one of the ten current teams. Um, you can only take one allocated. You can only lose one allocated player and one non-allocated player. Um, so San Diego and LA, they can't take you know a ton of different play. They can't take all of one team's players. There's a minimum sitting sitting there. Um, Chicago, once they were no longer part of the expansion draft process, I kind of tune the rest of it out because we don't have to worry about saving anybody because we've already shipped off half of our team. Speaking of teams that were saved, that were saved. Hey, Hey, the crew, the Columbus crew, the MLS season isn't over, but the crew are in. It's been over for quite a while. It's been over for us for a while. The crew are in full off season mode. So the crew signed Armenian star, Armenian legend. Some are saying Lucas Zellerayan. Uh, Aloy Room get the shot. And today added another name to that with Pedro Santos, so aka Sanch. Sanch has re-signed with the team. So three big names that were not uh had no home after the season are now back with the crew. There's still Milton Valenzuela left, who has not signed a contract yet, but it feels like feels like it could be coming. Come on, guys. Let's let's get on the same page here. Let's get Milton back on the squad. Come on, let's let's not play games with Milton. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, Cleveland had a Milton Bradley baseball player, um, and that was always fun. The, but he, the Cubs, the Cubs did too. Yeah, he, he was a uh, jerk though. Oh no, he was an ass. I think he, he played a lot him. of games, <laughs> but not in a good way. Uh, anyway, anyway, uh, they're also uh, for those players that are coming back. Three pretty big names: Z- uh, Valenzuela potentially coming back. Also, there in contract negotiations. One player who is out of contract sent a pretty cryptic tweet. Have you seen Uh-oh. the tweet, Bryant? I have not. I've heard, I'm going to read I've, it. I've heard reference to it, but I've not seen the tweet. All right. I'm going to read this tweet from A1 um, Harrison Awful. Now, Harrison Awful has been a name on this club. Gosh, I think back to like, I think he joined back in 2016. Now, in these days in MLS, it's hard to have a player that you know lasts that long, but um, in you in one uh, one team. But he was he came over from Ghana, 
playing with the Ghana national team, playing in a World Cup, and he came to us. He was with the crew. He actually joined us back in, uh, yeah, 2015, actually, uh, 2015 towards the end of the season. Harrison Awful has played 100, 100, almost 200 matches with the crew, was there when the crew won the MLS Cup in 2020, but also by the time the next season starts, he's playing, he's going to be 36 or right on the doorstep of 36. Also starting last year and the year before, or this year and last year, excuse me, you could kind of see that sharpness that awful had for a few years. Lost a step. I think. Yeah. There was definitely like a, a step or two lost. Now in the second half of last season, he was coming off the bench and when he came off the bench, Right. He was amazing. Like he was great. Like he had that same fire and energy because there's less time. You're not having to he's, like, he's, maybe he's, not hold playing 90, he's not playing 90. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You're not playing 90 minutes. So Harrison awful. And speaking with uh, folks at the master report and stuff, it sounded like Harrison awful was not coming back. It just sounded like, unless he was going to take a pay cut, he was not going to come back. And then two days later, this is the tweet that he sent. He said a bottle of water at Costco is 25 cents. The same bottle in the supermarket is worth about 50 cents. Don't worry about that. We're not playing supermarket sweep. You don't have to guess that. I was going to say, is this like a price is right? I'm going to go with the dollar. Price is wrong, Bob. (laughs) I was also thinking along the lines of uh, like Arrested Development where it's like, it's a banana, Michael. What could it cost? $10. (laughs) So it goes down in a bar. It costs $2. In a restaurant, a hotel could cost $3. An airport, an airplane, you charge $3. Anyway. Metaphor aside, the bottle and brand is the same. The only thing that changes is the place. Each place gives a different value to the same product. When you feel like you're worth nothing and everyone around you belittles you, changes places, do not stay there, which is a scathing, scathing thing to say that you're being belittled. Have the courage to change plate back into his tweet now. That was my own conjecture for a moment. Have to have the courage to change places. Go to a place where you're given the value you deserve. Surround yourself with people who really appreciate your worth. I mean, we are, we talked about this in the show. We are pro union. You do need to be paid your worth. And, and it, I, I completely support the right of someone to withhold their labor yeah. uh, for what they so believe they're worth. I mean, that's that's the only negotiating tactic that he's got. Yeah. Right. Really, is to with is to choose to withhold his labor mm-hmm. um, for more money. I mean, you know, I I I think kind of like you said. I think I think he's lost his step. I still I think he could serve a role right. on the team as a as a really good. Uh, bench player um, as a as a mentor to you know some of the younger players maybe he'll bring some younger players along. Mm-hmm. He's not an every ninety player. He's not an every match player for us at this point. And, so he shouldn't be paid as such, and he shouldn't be paid as such. If again, I'm if I'm thinking solely from again a team perspective, whatever. And we don't know right? how much they offered him either. There's no idea. Like exactly. even even inside you know some knowledge I'm starting to get now. Like early, I even we don't know the numbers, we don't know the figures. So maybe it maybe he expected to get paid less, but maybe the amount they were willing to give him was just like 
here's minimum. Like he, he's married. He has kids. He has a family. He's got stuff he has to worry about. There are decisions he has to make. Sure. And, and playing in the MLS, it's not it's not Lionel Messi. You're not making tens of millions of dollars a season. You know, he doesn't right. have sponsorship deals that he can fall back on. So I don't know how much they offered him, but at a certain point, like you have to know that there are players ahead of you. You have to know, like we brought in somebody from, uh, from the French league. We, we have Milton Valenzuela who was, who's potentially coming back. Like, where did you see your, did you think you were going to beat them out? For a position, I don't. I don't and, think you're beating about Morera or Valenzuela for a starting job. So I, maybe they just offered him really low, and he's like, "No, I'm not going to take it." Maybe he's playing the game to get more. But saying that you're belittled and treated poorly is that and, just a reaction to the amount, or did have you been feeling this for years? Because if so, why have you played here since 2015? Well, and I will say, and, and I don't know how much players pay attention to this, and I don't know the, I don't know if you could ever really get a player to honestly tell you one way or the other, at least not while they're a player. Yeah, he's kind of been viewed by some in our fan base as kind of a scapegoat for some of the team's issues, especially this last season. People, people enjoy people tearing other have, people down. Yeah, and people he's been have, he's been a he's been a target. People have torn him down. He, he have certainly he's certainly drawn season. a lot of a lot of criticism this season in particular. And then even I would I would say in the previous couple seasons, like even the season where we won, I think there was there was more and more people saying, um, taking it past kind of what we said, where you know he's not what he once was. You know he's not he doesn't have. I mean he's getting older, just like literally everybody else on the planet. Um, right. you know, that time is the time gets us all eventually, time uh, you know, so it, it would, yeah. I mean, if you're being, if you're personally criticizing him as opposed to saying, you know, as opposed to his play on the field or whatever the case may be, he's useless or he's this or he's that shouldn't be on the team. I don't know how much that gets to the players. You know, I, I don't know, but I'm, that probably doesn't help matters. Um, but I think, I think if you're paid enough, I think if you if you feel like you're respected enough by the ownership, you can get past things like that. But you know, if he thinks he's worth more and he can get more elsewhere, listen, you know, Harrison, thanks for everything you've done for the club. Mm-hmm. You got to do what's best for you, and we got to do what's best for us. You know, we really appreciate it. Thank you yeah. for, you know, everything you've done for the club for the community. Yeah. Uh, for everything else, you're always welcome back here anytime yeah. you want to be here. Um, it's tough. Yeah, I think it's tough with him. Uh, you've had like he has been a scapegoat goat, but he's also had a loyal follow. People have respected him for sure. what he's brought to the team, and and scapegoat is piece of it. I, I think also looking at his play, it has it has I mean, gone down too. Like he, it's, he's not. What it's he not all his before. fault. It's sure. not all his fault, but. Josh Williams doesn't get any any flack whenever he has passbacks to the goalkeeper that turn into goals for the other team, and he's, he's a, not destroyed on Twitter for it. He's he, people they make jokes about how much not even jokes they love him and they write poems about him and they make jerseys with him embedded in the jersey. Uh, so yeah, scapegoat is a I've never thought of it that way. That's a great way to put it because some players are put on a higher pedestal than other players yeah. in the crew um, in the crew ranks. So actually, since we're talking about players, I'm going to get to the new 
uh, team news in a moment, but there we're losing some players just as we didn't bring them back. Waylon Francis is gone. Saad Abdul Salam, we ca- we got rid of him. Um, we Harrison Awful sounds like it's not in the cards. He's not going to be there. Vito Wormgore, uh, rest in peace. He's gone. Bradley Wright Phillips, <laughs> they're all gone. But there's an expansion draft coming up for the CLT or Charlotte getting their own football club. So, Bryant, um, I'm just have you pick one player on the crew, and I will pick one player too. Who do you think is one player that the crew will not protect from their current roster? And if you need a, a roster too on Massive Report, this uh, this writer today wrote an article about Pedro Santos's new contract. And at the bottom of the article, it also showed you the entire roster for the 2022 season. Nice thing about that Pedro Santos article, the picture that the person chose for him re-signing with the crew is him holding something ready to sign something in the crowd. That's a touch of brilliance. I think people should really call out that that writer for all the uh, the fun little Easter eggs he put into that article. I, I don't know uh, who that right who was the writer of that article. Uh, Thomas, I'm not sure, uh, but uh, looking at the I, roster, he must be really good looking. Is is all I'll say. I think a, a classic beauty. It sounds like more of a classic beauty, not like new age, but he he looks like the glow up is is coming. Let's just put it that way. 2022 roster. Uh, looking through the people we have now, we can only protect 12. Who is somebody? that you would not protect from the crew's roster? Ooh. This is tough. It is tough. Because I could make a case for a lot of these guys. I think I'm going to go... Um, I'm going to go first. And okay. this might sound... Um, this might sound tough. There were some rumors around this player that there might be some off-field issues, that there might be some things that might cause a distraction on the team. This is really going to hurt me to say this, oh God. especially since we are... Oh, no. Don't say it. We, we have been known to be, in the past, a Stan account for this, this is, particular this is player. The first player that popped into my head as well. So, But I... I think like a name like Perry Kitchen, that's that's obviously I think he's not going right. to be saved just because he's a veteran midfielder. You're not going to try to save him. Um, I I think the only the only name outside of there, like I think that one's a logical one to leave unsaved. I think you don't save Luis Diaz. I think yeah. you signed him a few years ago. He had upside. He hasn't matched anything close to what you expected him to do. He's yeah. fast. He's really fast, which that's a part of that. I love fast athletes. I love like the quickness on the field, but in that position as a winger, you got to produce, man. You got to have an assist. He you got to uh, score a goal. Come on. Wow. I am blanking on the, uh, the guy from the mighty ducks that could skate really fast. Um, uh, Luis Mendoza. Luis Mendoza. Florida. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Benny, the jet Rodriguez. Yeah. Um, Luis Mendoza, who who was really fast but couldn't really do anything no, no, else, no, no. <laughs> couldn't stop. That's kind of what I think of Luis Diaz as, like blazing speed. But once he gets the ball, um, he is either going to try and launch across that goes nowhere, or take a shot that's going to end up in about the twelfth row. Uh, 
Yeah, one goal in um, one goal in eleven starts, no assists. Come on, like that's that's not good enough. That's not good enough. No, I have a crazy idea from what I think the formation should be. I no. think Nagby should move into the permanent ten role. I think Nagby should be the ten. I think you have Santos and Zellerion on the wings, and then I think you have. Artur, when he comes back from injury, he plays the Nagby facilitator. He takes passes, moves them into the areas they need to go. And then Marlon Hairston plays your offensive kind of midfielder. You could even switch throughout the game. You could bring Nagby back. You could move up Hairston. You could bring Zellerion in uh, uh, into the 10 position. Sometimes you can mix things up. I, I really think that they should do that next year as a formation. I They're not going to. Caleb Porter is not going to do that. Nagby is too good of a passer to put him into the 10 role, but the dude could do anything. The dude balls out. But um, I think Luis Diaz, I think Luis Diaz is gone. I think Perry Kitchen's gone. Defensively, in my head, I think either Abuba Carcada or Josh Williams is gone. I think they only save one of those two. Yeah. And I don't know which one it's going to be because you have arguments both ways. Kate is only 22. He has, he has, he has time to potentially get better. Josh Williams is a loved by the supporters, but you know who doesn't care about the supporters loving somebody is the head coach of your team. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ted Bezbachenko, I Josh Williams has played great. He's not, you know, he's he's a veteran though. He's 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 getting up there. I I that won't make me very popular, but I'm not sure which one you save if you have to because I think Mens is already. I think you save him, period. Like he's oh, your captain. You're not getting rid of him. I think either Williams or Kata is not going to be on the team after this expansion draft. Well, maybe one of them will be here with me in uh in lovely Charlotte, North Carolina. Then you can write poems about Josh Williams with them. Or you can be I, a Luis Diaz Stan. I don't uh I don't think I'll do the Josh Williams thing. Luis Diaz, maybe, but <laughs> and Josh Williams, not so much. Um, oh. I don't, and this is not like I don't have any anger towards Josh Williams. No, I like uh, him. He was, he's been amazing for the team, and he apparently he's great in the locker room, and fans really love him. I, I was at the MLS Cup when he was pumping up supporters towards the end of the match. He was like, hey, it's not done. Like he actually showed some emotion when you emotion when they were trying to block out the fans most of the game. Like he, he he's a fan favorite for a reason. He sure. came there when Save the Crew happened. He went to the bar. He went to Endeavor. Like he's people love Josh Williams for a very good reason. But um, yeah, I'm not going to write. That's all I got to say about that. I'm not going to write a uh, poetry and epic poetry in his honor. Mm. To be fair, I don't really write epic poetry in anyone's honor. Okay. So only for Alyssa. You should get that for her for Christmas. A and then read it in front of yeah your dad. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? Last thing about the crew. Um, uh, two crew or not two crew? That is the question. Crew announced crew two on Monday. Electric Boogaloo? Yeah. Crew crew two, crew harder. They're part of the MLS Next Pro League starting in 2022. It's a developmental pro league. Looks an awful lot like competition for the USL. Sure does. USL is trying. It looks like they're trying to move towards pro relegate promotion relegation they're also moving towards a european schedule so i i think mls is getting a little nervous a little nervous i uh, now usl is not a a real estate scheme so usl is 
the big thing that they have in their favor is I think supporters could easily jump ship for USL. I think business-wise, MLS makes more money. But I think this next pro league is taking a lot of players from the USL, taking a lot of teams from the USL, and they're making their own league. Um, so now the crew, too, have their own minor league team. Bryant Caves, what do you think about the crew, too? It can only help. I mean, right? Like you're getting yeah. – you're, you're basically doing, you know, within baseball, like a farm team, yeah. essentially, right? Like you're getting those players in, they're playing competitive matches against other um, teams of a similar caliber. They're, they're getting to play every day. They're getting As coached a, by your coaching staff too. Yeah. So you're bringing them up. Um, if you're a smart or smart, well-run organization, which, you know, maybe, maybe not when you look at the crew. Um, if you ask people, if, people who won't shut up about the logo redesign, if you're talking about aesthetics, there's some stupid things they've done there. But I think the hiring and the player decisions, I agree with everything they've done that way, except sure. for Eric Hurtado. I think that was a waste of time. Um, but I think it, it seems like a good idea. And you get to bring Mount Frey Stadium, Historic Crew Stadium back to life a little bit. And you, you bring those players, the hope is like you can bring some of these players up within your culture, within your mm-hmm. organization, within your um, system. You would likely, you know, get a manager for Crew 2 Electric Boogaloo yeah. who plays the same system as Caleb Porter, plays something similar to Caleb Porter so that you can see what these players can do within a the same or a similar you know, type system, mm-hmm. um, you can see what you have. You know, do you have a player who's really promising or do you have a player who uh, maybe looks really good in practice, but the minute he gets on the pitch um, in a real game that matters, he folds and vice versa. Like you get those guys yeah. who don't show you much in practice, but um, they get on the pitch and, you know, they're gamers. They, they show up and they play really well. So I, I think it can only help if they use it correctly Right. Um, you don't have to send you know, players to Pittsburgh anymore or San Diego or Alabama, because like you said, you can see it for the positives of, Oh, I can see somebody who's really good and I can get them first team minutes potentially, but also somebody's not good. You can get rid of them. You get rid of them easier. And if you have injuries on the first team, bring somebody up like Liam Frazier, who was a low knee for the crew last this season, he, um, he had to play center back a little bit because we were so down on injuries and stuff. Now, if you have a team in your same city, shoot, if you have somebody injured, if you're really depleted in a certain position, keep your strongest players in their strongest positions. Keep Pedro Santos as a winger, bring in a fullback who's been playing well on crew too. bring in somebody who can, you know, jump in for a match. Like the, the positives are really good. Like you said, as long as it's done, the right way as long as it's done the right way i think one thing you just mentioned there that's big too is having it the same location right you're not sending those guys to pittsburgh or god god forbid alabama or (laughs) um you know some of these other places like they're in your city so yeah caleb porter could mosey over to you know mosey over there and and see what he's got maybe watch some watch some of these players in person because seeing somebody play in person versus seeing somebody on film or hearing um, it from a coach. Right. Is, yeah, a, is a big damn deal. You can get the interaction with the first team and with those, um, with those second team players, you can kind of, again, talking about getting them into your organization, into your culture, mm-hmm. into your community, you get these, these players, you can kind of get out there, 
get into the community, get used to the community. If they're going to make that, that top team, they're already in Columbus. They maybe already have a, have a house here or an apartment here or their family is here. So it makes when you can bring those players in, I think to the, to the top club, it makes it for a smoother potential transition for that player too, because there's less kind of logistics involved. Um, yeah. If you bring them up. Yeah, definitely. It's a, a lot of, a lot of big positives. You could have kids who start in the youth system, the crew youth system, get to the crew Academy and then move into this crew too. If there are kids who don't want to go to college and they're like, college isn't for me, it's just going to cost me a lot of money and I don't want to do it. If you think playing, like you can go into that and you can play. Uh, it, the the possibilities are good. I think there are kids that maybe see the current structure of minor league soccer in the United States, and they're like, "I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pursue this dream." But like you said, if they're from Columbus, and if they're really good, and their parents live here, I can still go for it. And maybe they turn into somebody like, you know, a diamond in the rough, a diamond in the rough. Maybe there is a like an Alfonso Davies who played Vancouver Whitecaps too, moved up really quick into the Vancouver and now plays for Bayern Munich. Like is, he came out made, of nowhere. He just made nowhere. the ESPN, uh, the ESPN 100, or was it the FC 100 or whatever it is? The yeah, ESPN list, FC. List of the top like 100 players in the world. And he was playing USL soccer within a year of going to Bayern Munich like that's you could have that now we never had that chance with the crew because crew academy players went to college they got drafted they didn't get drafted some got homegrown contracts some don't and then some kids are like I'm just not going to play again or they I'm just gonna you know uh, I'm not gonna I'm not going to something else maybe you could keep around those players who maybe the coach doesn't like at the time but then they can prove themselves and turn into something big I don't know the more people that can potentially make a living Mm -hmm. um, playing a sport that they care about, um, I think can only be a good thing. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. Now I would have liked if the crew invested in like, let's get an NWSL team to play it, uh, to play at lower.com field, the dot, which is what everybody calls it. But unfortunately we're stuck at crew two, crew harder crew two, Joshua Williams tree. Instead of you two, crew two. Anyway, that's our crew segment. We talked about crew more than one minute this episode. Isn't it crazy when there are things to talk about? We talk about them. So for all you crew fans out there listening, there you go. You're welcome. Yeah, Justin and Brian. We talked about crew stuff. Hey, Mike Hudson. Yeah, we talked about the crew. Boom. Boom. So moving on to the segment that I know everyone is the real reason you all listen to the show mm-hmm. as you know we have become a lifestyle brand we are not just a soccer podcast we do not we talk about soccer and other things other podcasty yeah. things podcast-y we things. we say that for, <laughs> we say that for a reason we asked you the members of the bam fam out there to uh submit your questions as we do every week and you guys certainly, as you never do, you did not disappoint us this week. So mm-hmm. we've got a great list of questions here. So let's uh, let's jump right in here. So very we'll few with, are soccer related too, which is really nice. Which is good because God knows you don't come here to listen to our <laughs> soccer analysis. No. Um, so of course we'll start with the requisite uh, Frank Barber, Bob Barker 
uh, questions because Lord knows he, he gave us less than he usually does. Only four this time. Uh, are you feeling okay, Frank? Is everything all right? Did you get the Alabama flu? He's slipping a little bit. Um, yeah. Get in the so, game, Frank. Jesus. First question, do you lightly dunk an Oreo or do you soak an Oreo when you dunk? I soak the Oreo until I don't let it touch my fingers, but I'll soak it down to right underneath my fingers and I'll keep it in there for about three to five seconds. And then I'll take it out and I'll eat the Oreo whole. But I also, Brian, you've, you've seen me eat. I'm more of a, um, I'm more of a devourer you than don't I really, am. A, I don't savor. I, don't. I can't imagine that you even taste the food when you eat it. Cause yeah, you, you just like inhale food. We'll be like, we'd go to eat together and I'd be like a couple bites in and you're sitting there looking at me like, what? <laughs> Man, that was good. Um, <sighs> as, as to my reasoning, I actually don't dunk my Oreos. What? Um, and there's a reason. So I can't drink milk. Oh, yeah. So I've got, a, I've got lact- lactose, lactose intolerance. It's probably not even the right word because I can. So intolerant. I'm telling you, um, I can have like milk or cheese, or I can have like cheese or butter, or sour cream or yogurt. But if I drink a glass of milk, like regular milk, we're gonna have a problem. Um, I can dunk it in coffee. I don't. Co- I also dunk Oreos in coffee. I'm not opposed to that. Honestly, I don't eat a lot of Oreos, but when I do, I just eat them straight up because i have almond milk and it doesn't really Mm. dunking them in almond milk i don't really just drink almond milk um but here's another pro tip here's what i did used to do with oreos um my brother and i when we would eat them we would um you know you like you unscrew them to like some people like to you know eat out the frosting or whatever out Mm -hmm. of the oreo we would actually unscrew the oreo phrase eat out yeah i didn't like it either after i said it um we uh we add a little bit of peanut butter to the oh, middle of the Oreo. That's a game changer. And then eat the Oreo. I'm gonna have to tell Amy that one because she is a connoisseur. She loves herself some gluten-free Oreos because she has to eat the celiac way. And um she also loves peanut butter. I think that's a marriage that she'll love more than her her other marriage. I mean, how high of a bar is that really though? You son of a bitch. <laughs> He also asked, Frank also asked, uh, if you could have any mutant power from the X-Men comics, which would you choose? This is tough. I think I'd do the... um, Is Professor Xavier, is Professor X, am I allowed to do that, or is that cheating? No. I mean, he's a a mutant in the X-Men. He's like the leader of the X-Men. He's not an X-Man. He's, I mean, he's a, he's a mutant. He said, which mutants power? He, did, he technically, the way the question is worded, it's, I'm going to get lawyered on you. Which here for mutant a minute. would you like which from X-Men Mutants comic? power would you like from the X-Men comics? Um, he's technically a mutant in the X-Men comics. So then I'll do, I'll do Professor Xavier. Yeah. Here's my only issue with having his powers. I want to be able to control other people's minds. That would be cool. Yeah. I don't want to be able to listen to other people's minds because I don't want to know what other people think about me. Oh, well, it's all positive things from this end, Bryant. From you, yes. But, you know, from <laughs> other people, I've got you fooled. But from other people, uh, not so much. I'm really lazy. So one of the things I was thinking is Nightcrawler, like the ability to teleport. Uh, oh, tele? Okay. I, I See, I'm not, 
heavily into the comic book stuff so i don't know all their powers the only three that i can really i can only think of four i can think of cyclops who shoots stuff out of his eyes but that i hate would be wearing, problematic i yeah. hate wearing glasses i i don't wear even when it's sunny i don't wear i don't own a pair of sunglasses uh, wolverine the healing power I, i'm pretty risk averse i don't get hurt a lot so why would i need healing and, power and nobody needs to live that long right and then storm can make stuff with weather like i I'm, i'll just make it cloudy so that it's not as sunny out that's as much as i would do with it spoken so professor like, xavier looking like a true ohioan <laughs> of the only four i love clouds in the sky so of the only four x-men i could think of the only four i could conjure up professor xavier was the one that made the most sense and i couldn't even tell you that he read other people's minds to control them because i just knew he did something with brains and i was like i'll just say his name i'm sure bryant will fill it in and you did beautifully <laughs> That's why we're a good team, sir. Yes. Just like the X-Men, we're a good team. Oh, um, of a segue. Did you know, did you know that the X-Men, uh, as originally written, um, were Stan Lee envisioned them as kind of an allegory for the civil rights, uh, for the fight for civil rights? Because if you look at um, Charles Xavier and Magneto, kind of his... Like Martin had, Luther King and Malcolm, and Malcolm X. X. Yeah. Oh, now that you say that, that makes perfect sense because they're like fighting for rights, mutant rights. Mm-hmm. And one of them is trying to do it by force and one is trying to do it by, hey, we're just normal members of society. Why don't you treat us like it? Yeah. Right. That I did not know that. And now I think I care. I think I care about it. Also, the 90s X-Men cartoon, one of the greatest uh, cartoon, th- one of the greatest Bub. cartoon theme songs of all oh. time. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I usually like Wolf. I don't remember the theme song. I'm sorry. Um, best fruit in a pie. Cherry. Cherry. She's my, my cherry. cherry pie. Cool, cool drink a lot of sweet surprise. <laughs> Told you we were singing more this week, guys. Um, oh, yeah. What do you think? Um, I went with, I, I couldn't decide between two. Um, and again, we're going to go back to my Floridian roots. One of them is key lime. I love myself a good key lime pie. That's more of like, that's more of like a meringue though. I don't consider that you don't have actual like chunks of lime though. It's like all made into a coagulation. I think this is a best fruit in pie. When I think in pie, crusty top, crust around the edges, what fruit is inside of that crust cocoon ready to expose okay. itself as a beautiful butterfly of oozing fruit i think it's cherry i was also gonna say coconut but i think you're, you'll probably say that's the same thing that's still meringue um i could go with blueberry i'm a big i like i like me a, a nice piece of blueberry pie have i had blueberry pie before like apple pie is fine apple pie is really good like, i don't really like apple pie but cherry pie there's just like a like a density to it mm-hmm. sure you're my density it's it's a density nice. to it that i just i think cherry pie is just great put a little whipped cream on there who doggy we're at the races um and the final frank frank question you get to a roulette table that has has had red five times in a row where are you putting your money my brain went to the alkaline trio song you put it all on black 
I think I'd put it all on black at that point. I I, I feel like there's always a, a trend in like, oh, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. It's 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 like when you would take a test in high school or something, and you'd have C for like four answers in a row, and then you get to that next, the next one can't be C. Can't be C. <laughs> next one, you're reading through the answers, and C sounds like the right answer, but you're like, like it can't be C again. It, there's no way they're gonna put C five times in a row. Um. So yeah, I would probably go. Uh, bet it on black as well but I've i wouldn't been feel, to a casino so i don't I've been i've been to a casino but i only played the slots because i was intimidated to go up to the uh <laughs> blackjack table up to the blackjack tables or was this in florida this was on a cruise ship on my honeymoon <sighs> okay i was gonna say like casinos themselves i just don't ever see myself wanting to go into them I don't want to be within a mile of a Florida casino because I can imagine how Jesus. bad, like, right, like going to Cleveland, like, okay, the casino's there. I'm not going to go in it. I couldn't imagine a Florida casino because that's already like you're, you're already going to a casino for part people watching, I think, but oh, going, absolutely. but then you go to Florida for people watching in general. And then if you're going to the people watching place to go to the people watching place, <sighs> I might be a little too much. Yeah. I yeah. could see myself getting into um, like, especially now that sports betting is becoming a more popular thing. I like lose all my money doing a little sports betting at the casino and then kind of watching the game as it goes. I could, I could maybe get into something like that, but yeah, I'm a, I need that casino. You were in the movie uh, Vegas vacation. I do. Nick Papa Giorgio. Yeah. Nick Papa Giorgio. This is the damn entrance. This is the damn exit. Uh, are there any damn questions yeah we're gonna get some damn bait um there's a scene when uh cousin eddie takes uh takes chevy chase to a casino because he lost lost everything yeah but it's it's like the low rent knockoff casino and they have games that are like heads or tails i do remember that oh people knock that movie because it's not like a lampoon's like vacation movie it's like they did their own like it's kind of that james bond movie from the 70s where the movie studio still had one movie they could make a james bond movie even though the actual official company was like you're not making any more of these james bond movies even though vegas vacation wasn't in the you know the the story of christmas vacation all that stuff i know i still think it was a, a really good stupid funny movie there's a line from it that I use randomly all the time um, still to this day. It's when cousin Eddie uh, runs into Wayne Newton and he's like, do you need a bodyguard? Cause I'd take a bullet for you. <laughs> oh, I remember that now. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good one. Good job, Frank. Good job on those questions. Good question. Sponsored some, uh, spurred some good, uh, good conversation there. So, mm. Moving on to our good friend Felix, he of my favorite uh, person to share Simpsons memes with. Mm-hmm. He asks, "Why do you, why do my favorite players like to score against my teams?" For example, he believes it's based purely on spite. Of, of course. course, most things in the world are based on spite. That's a fuel for a lot of things. For example, O'Hara scoring against the Red Stars, Sam Kerr <sighs> scoring against Arsenal, Kaya Simon scoring against the women's national team. He did celebrate that one, though. He well. said. Sarah Gordon soon to be scoring Son against the Red Stars. Son of a yeah, beast. I don't know why you would say that. Um, Get I'm an, out. I'm just going to echo what he said. And yeah, it's probably spite. literally all spite, but against you. Yeah. You specifically. Like, right. 
um, you know, when O'Hara scored that goal, she was just like, fuck you, Felix. I saw her look up in the stands in your general direction. That was personal. Uh, so I think it's, I think it's you. And, and I think you should take some time to think about what it is about you hmm. that makes them want to score those goals despite you. Yeah. So when you get that answer, let us know, this will be your homework. Please let us know because um, I need those to stop. I really would have appreciated Kelly O'Hara not scoring that goal. That would and right nice. in front of my face and seeing her celebrate. And anyway, I can't talk about it anymore. I might start doing things out of spite. Let's go. Let's keep moving. Uh, from, uh, from Matt Morris at Matt Morris 220. He has an issue. He says, have an issue. He has a tissue. <laughs> I know, I know it's now officially peppermint mocha and gingerbread season, but he still wants fall flavors. What should he do? Don't listen to those gatekeepers. Don't listen to the Homer Olsons and the Sticks Dickleys of the world. You do whatever the hell you want, Matt. You're, you're, you're a father. You have a child. You need to show them that this is America. And you can make decisions that you don't have to listen to other people telling you what to do. You can do whatever. Hey, it's you know what? It's still it can still be fall in your heart, sir. Yeah. You can have you can have pumpkin pie or you can hell as as we're recording this podcast, I'm drinking an Oktoberfest beer. It's December. It's December, and I'm drinking an Oktoberfest beer. You do whatever the hell you want. You do whatever you want, Matt. Don't let them tell you what to do. Now, if they don't sell at the store anymore, I'm sorry. You're kind of yeah, you're kind of out of luck there. Yeah. I mean, you might have to get creative to get a hold of some of that stuff, but J- I mean, buy a jar of pumpkin. Make yourself a pumpkin pie. I mean, pumpkin pie still, I feel like some people do eat it at Christmas. You could eat that year round. I, I could, but I, it's kind of like turkey. Like I really only eat turkey like once a year. I don't know. Whenever I'm at the pool in the summer, sitting out there on my on my pool chair and I got a nice brewski next to me, right next to that brew, I like to have a plate of pumpkin pie. That's usually what accompanies me when I'm at the beach or I'm, next, or I'm poolside. But you know what? I'm... I'm just a just a salt of the earth guy. You're just a just a normal guy. So <sighs> I say get a hold of your fall flavors, man. Don't let anybody tell you what you can and can't do. And if you buy them now, they're on clearance. Save some money. Even put that better. in your kid's college uh, college fund. I don't have a college fund for my kids, but God start God one God for your knows, kids. God knows what it's going to cost when you're. I look at my girls. I'm like, thank goodness you two are gifted. You might get some scholarship money for Jameson. I'm like, well. You're cute. <laughs> What's the? There's a line from the another line that my dad used to quote from the movie Caddyshack. The world needs ditch diggers too. <laughs> or as uh, Amy Klobuchar said, um, she they don't need more people going into degrees for sports management. Amy Klobuchar was not pulling punches. She wants so she wants you all to go out and be a plumber. So maybe your kid should be a plumber, and then you can all take all that savings. And buy more false stuff that was on discount. Or we should just stop listening to Amy Klobuchar. That's a that's... really good idea. That's a better <laughs> idea of not listening to her or any of her co-workers for that matter. Good, good call. All right. So Derek Helley asks a really interesting question here. Um, he says, what should I do if I find myself in a building in Los Angeles where a band of armed thieves led by Alan Rickman with a bad accent take over during the christmas party um i've never seen die hard wow i know that's not what you're expecting me for, for me to say i could say something about a vent 
and yippee ki yay. I could I could say the things I know about it, but honestly, I I I haven't seen Die Hard, and it's not a movie that I'm thinking. Oh man, I need to see Die Hard. Die Hard is good. Die Hard is legitimately good. Just saying, it's 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 a legitimately good movie. Um, what so, should you do if you find yourself, Brian? What would you do? Um, I'd make what, a document. What would you do? Mark, shout out to Mark Summers, who I saw uh, recently on TV, and he looks really old, and it's kind of it makes me really sad because he's like seventy uh, something. He is. Yeah. Is he still really like OCD and stuff? I, I have no idea. I Remember, he, he hosted Family Double Dare, right? That was Mark Summers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. he had a, a, a severe like germophobia thing. Like I a Howie Mandel type situation. Yeah, like needing to be like clean and stuff. And he's on Family Double Dare, which is not a clean show. Like the messiest show ever made. Maybe that was the reason. Maybe that's what triggered it. I don't know. I need to, have to look more into it. That'll be on our, our next episode, our Mark Summers germophobia special <laughs> just in time for christmas another classic mark summer show uh shout out to unwrapped on the food network oh, that I've was a that. that was a baller show yeah it was good he mm. would basically give the entire history of like random food items oh like the twinkie or he would break down like he'd go to the twinkie factory and like twinkie and just give a whole it was good it was a good show hmm. speaking of unwrapped uh spotify did their wrapped this year where everyone can share their wrapped and stuff last week like everybody and their mother was posting except for my mom because she doesn't know what that shit is um but we ended up being 12 people's most listened to podcast on spotify so 12 people out there if we are your most listened to podcast first of all jesus christ get get stopped i'm gonna quote michael jordan stop get some help (laughs) get some help Second, if you're one of those 12 people, one of them have been claimed. If you're one of those 12 people who are your, we are your top listen to podcast, I'm going to send you something in the new year. I'm going to send you something for being such loyal listeners. So you have to give us a screenshot of your wrapped showing that we are the number one podcast that you've listened to and you will get a, a gift from us. So we have one of 12 claimed. Robbie Rogers was one of them. He claimed one of those gifts. He listened to 994 hours of our show in 2021 jesus christ why he's in the military they train him to do mind (laughs) mind numbing activities to to be fair thomas that's only like three episodes that is fair i think he didn't get through all three actually completely but if you are uh, if we're number one on your spotify wrapped send us a screenshot you can dm it it'd be better if you just tweeted it and added us so the algorithm can see that people um, like about us at least 11 people at least 11 other people like us um so yeah we'll send you something free of charge uh, you don't even have to pay shipping and handling handling am i get should i get paid to handle things whoa hey now hey we're not talking about eating out oreos okay <laughs> this is bright me after dark <laughs> Keep going. Mike Hudson asks our good buddy, good buddy, former guest, member of the band family. I cursed Hudson him asks, out after the NWSL championship. That Mike Hudson. I apologize again, Mike. <laughs> he, he doesn't mean it, though. You deserved it. Uh, what are the best and worst times of day to drink a monster energy drink 
And he says, from the Thank time you. you're awake until the time you go to sleep. <laughs> Anytime are, is the worst time. All the worst time. Exactly. Those things are horrible. Don't drink those, man. I stopped drinking those like like 14 years ago. I had drink. a stage where I drank them like for a year or so. And it's just like, I like the taste of them maybe because I'm psychotic. And I just, I just quit. I, I went cold turkey and I've not looked back since. Drink, drink coffee or do cocaine like an adult. Okay. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? Put on your big boy pants. All right. So Justin Edwards, good old Justin Edwards, um, asked us two questions about the crew that we actually answered during our crew segment. So yeah, I think the second, yeah, the first one about crew two, we covered that. Thank you for that, Justin. That's awesome. Second one was who would we who would be out on the crew roster? We already picked our um, we already picked our names. I was going to share these later, but we were in the momentum of the segment. We just went through it. But those are great questions, Justin what we said about Luis Diaz kind of feels like the end of like a uh, old yeller or something when they have to uh, my back and <laughs> I'm going to cry thinking about it. So uh, our, our good friend, soccer noob um, shout out soccer noob has a soccer question and a non-soccer question. So we'll start with the soccer question. Will Utah get an NWSL team going again soon? I think maybe. I think if Real Salt Lake, I, I I forget if their owners changed with all the stuff in end of 2020 with all the racist stuff. If their owners, I think they did change ownership in Real Salt Lake. I could potentially so. see it. I think NWSL would keep them open as a market just because they had to leave on such poor reasons. Um, I think Utah could get a team again. I don't see that as out of the question. And they seem to they seem to be kind of building out on the West Coast. Like that seems yeah. to be a focus for them right now. With yeah, uh, with you know San Diego and L.A. and Sacramento and um, I know Columbus see. won't get one ever. I'd be mad if Columbus got one because anybody who I saw rooting for the crew and they weren't rooting for the NWSL team, I'd be like, "What are you doing?" And I would be would fight them. I would turn to that Shia LaBeouf meme. Do it. Do it now. And then I'd also probably turn as crazy as Shia LaBeouf. So it's probably best that there's no NWSL team in my home market because I would be mad at a lot of people for not caring as much as that I is, do, um, which is my own uh, my own cross to bear. I'm not comparing myself to being hung on a cross. It's just a phrase. It is. Um, so he also asked a non-soccer question. So... Who would star? Who would you have star in a Die Hard remake if it took place during Hanukkah instead of Christmas? Andy Samberg. I think Andy Samberg would be the best person to play this role. He, uh, in maybe because in Brooklyn Nine Nine, he was obsessed with Die Hard and he was obsessed with Bruce Willis in the show. And he's just, you know, he's he's Jewish and he celebrates Hanukkah. And I think he's really funny. So I think Andy Samberg would play the reboot of a Hanukkah version of Die Hard. That is way better than what I was going to say. <laughs> what are you going to say? The first, the first Jewish actor that popped in my head was Seth Rogen. So <laughs> I see Seth Rogen doing an action role. Andy Samberg, I could see him do He did Hot Rod. No, and I think Andy <clears throat> Samberg could pull it. Could pull, I mean, obviously they'd have to go in a more comedic right. uh, direction yeah. though. Though Bruce Willis did have some comedic timing. Um, yeah. He was on a sitcom. I mean, he, he he was on Friends. 
for a few episodes. He was on too. Moonlighting way before he was. Uh, oh, he was Moonlighting man yeah. back when he back when he had hair. Um, um but I, I think Andy. I think Andy Samberg. Samberg, would be. Samberg is a solid answer. Um, so Thomas, thanks for photo. That's in the oh, outline. I don't oh, know. What I have that means. to. It's in bold, which means it's a, it's a it's a direction. It's not something you say out loud. Jeez, Brian. Act like we've done 73 other episodes, not including the special guest episodes. So it's really around 80. Never mind, Brian. Look what you made me do. I need to thank Soccer Noob. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. What you made me made me do. Um, I'm a Swifty. Anyway, Soccer Noob sent a uh, photo because I retweeted some stuff from the Brian Me account, but you should follow Soccer Noob. It's a really great, it's an account of a father and his daughter have a podcast and she's like nine, 10 years old and they write uh, and he, they talk about soccer. It's pretty awesome. And they talk about the most obscure soccer matches all across the world. Um, it's insanity. The stuff that they talk about whenever uh, soccer noob has polls out about which games they're going to pay attention to. I legitimately pick the teams that have the craziest names. And it's usually stuff that has like locomotive in it or something like that. Um, so young boys, <laughs> I'm, but soccer noob, um, I retweeted something from the BAM account and they sent us a picture. It was soccer noob's daughter drew a picture of Aaron Rodgers getting a vaccine shot. <laughs> And I tw- I tweeted it from the Bryant Me account. Go check it out on Twitter. It's it's a treasure, and I really enjoyed it. Soccer Noob, the podcast is kind of like our podcast. They do it for the love of just being silly and having fun. He has a relationship with his daughter where they can do that, and uh, you and me have a relationship kind of like a father daughter. I'm not going to say who's who in the relationship. We'll uh, we'll let you guys make that determination on uh, on Twitter. Retweet at us. <laughs> Tweet us. Let us know who's the daughter and who's the father on Brian Me, the podcast your mother warned you about. Or your father. I don't know. Anyway. But thank you for the photo. It was great. Yes. It's held, uh, it's in my home prominently, and I, I cherish it forever. Your daughters are like, Dad, whose picture is that that you have on the refrigerator? We didn't draw that one. What's a podcast? Nothing. <laughs> You'll never know what a podcast is. Shut I'm up. I'm not going to do what I do. Step away from the podcast. <laughs> well, I'm going to turn into Adam Sandler and, and Billy Madison. No, never say that. Stay the same. Never say that. And then finally, our good buddy, Robbie Rogers. Um, he asked us for an underrated Christmas movie. I'm, I'm going to go first. I think the most underrated Christmas movie, just because I don't think it fills into the same genre really as, or not the same genre, but the same traditionalist kind of thing with Wonderful Life, because I love It's a Wonderful Life. It's a wonderful movie. Um, Elf or Home Alone or anything like that. I'm going to say Bad Santa. I think Bad Santa should be in everybody's holiday movie repertoire. Maybe not with kids. I was going to say everybody, every person kind of of age, anybody who's like late high school years, I think you should be watching bad Santa with your family. And then also for new year's Eve, you should be watching ghostbusters too. I know you asked for Christmas movies, but ghostbusters too. If Die Hard's a Christmas movie, ghostbusters two is a new year's movie. So you need to watch ghostbusters too. Very underrated new year's movie. 
I like it. Um, I went with one that depends on who you ask, they've heard of it or not. Um, have you ever heard of Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? That sounds like a ride at Disney World. Um, it is tangentially related to the Muppets. So Oh, it's a Henson. Okay. Uh, no, I've not heard of it before. It is an absolute classic. Highly recommend that you uh, hmm. that you go out and find it. It's narrated by Kermit the Frog. Kermit the Frog here. So it is an absolute classic, especially if you're like me and love the Muppets. Um, speaking of the Muppets, I will also throw out, this one's obviously less obscure, but I just don't feel like enough people talk about it. That's a Muppet Christmas Carol with Michael mm-hmm. Caine. Obviously, you get, you get the joy of having Michael Caine, mm-hmm. and then you also get the joy of the Muppets, who are wonderful. And Rizzo and Gonzo. It's a, it's a real masterclass for Rizzo and Gonzo indeed. in that one. Yeah, indeed. It, it should be up there with Elf and with um and with Home Alone, and it's a wonderful. It should be up there. Can I give you a hot take? What? I don't really love Elf near as much as everybody else does. Yeah, uh, I I can I, I can see it, but I I I like it, but I can I can see it. It does have some of that like new hollywood formulated type of movie it, like breakdown it's very you know and i here's love will ferrell here's the yeah it's i'm a will ferrell fan it's just and it might just be because everyone else makes such a big deal about it and there's the memes and stuff <laughs> everywhere especially this time of year just doesn't doesn't do it for me i think it, yeah I, I like it. I, I think that some, I think it has a falling for a reason, but I could also see if people just don't care for it. It's, I could see people kind of throwing it away. Um, but one movie, can, if you say you don't like It's a Wonderful Life, Fisticuffs. I'm, I'm more a fan of the uh, Saturday Night Live sketch with the. <laughs> let's, let's get them. <laughs> and when Dana Carvey <laughs> takes everybody to beat the crap out of John Lovitz, and it's obviously. <laughs> A mannequin, <laughs> just a big, st- <laughs> or the, or the scene in on The Simpsons when Bart um, tells everybody that the bank's running out of money, and all of a sudden <laughs> there's a run at the bank. <laughs> no, oh. it's not. Giovanni's not here. It's a, it's a Bell's house. <laughs> so if you've seen It's a Wonderful Life, um, Mister uh, the, the Billy his uncle Billy leaves the money at the bank, accidentally gives it to Mr. Potter and Mr. Potter is the bad guy. Well, in the movie, everyone gives money at the end. Spoiler alert. The movie came out in 1946. Um, (laughs) They give all the money to, to the family. And like, Oh, every time a bell rings an angel gets his wings, blah, blah, blah. But in the SNL sketch, they're all celebrating all this money. Then somebody comes into the party. He's like, we found the money. Mr. Potter stole it. And then instead of like singing songs and being married and stuff, they go down to Mr. Potter's office and just beat the crap out of him. <laughs> it is an SNL sketch for like, it's a class. Like every year when the SNL Christmas episode comes out, when they play all the Christmas episodes, uh, all like the best Christmas sketches, that one one of the best ones that one it's, it's wonderful i don't even think it's on the christmas they took it off the christmas special but i will still youtube it every time this year and i will i might do that after this that's another topic we could get into at some point is our favorite yeah. snl uh christmas sketches because i've got a few I, I, short list steve martin 
is on the short list when he's reading <laughs> if i had one christmas wish it's that all kids of the world hold hands and sing a song of unity if i had two christmas wishes and then he gets into like i would like a <laughs> Uh, like endless power and it gets a, then he's like oh never mind never mind the kids with the song with the kids the logistics of it are impossible move that to the back of the list and then he, it's uh, uh um, i need to watch that christmas of, uh, special christmas time for the jews <laughs> where they turn the um the snowmen into the seinfeld characters yes and they're circumcising squirrels <laughs> in the park <laughs> or john uh john malkovich reading uh it was the night before christmas and then like he's a just, menthol eucalyptus he just gets into all these like macabre like dark things about the history of stockings and all. oh and then sweaty balls is a good one it's, it's a classic sweaty oh, balls is a classic or the um what is it the uh, the christmas special the Will, where Will Ferrell plays like this singer, this like like he does a family Christmas special, and he's on the rotating thing, and he can't like he's trying to sing and he's rotating. He's like, God, you need to slow it down, and he's still singing. He's nauseous. <laughs> and then or he the, just uh, or the stupid song. I don't care what your mama says. Christmas time is here. <laughs> I don't care what the mayor says. <laughs> just horatio sands one of the best horatio sands sketches which is underrated um, underrated cast member is and tracy morgan i think is amazing because he just stands in the back and shuffles through the entire song and does nothing else but he just like dances in the background it, that's another i need to watch that needs to be out like now i want to watch I need, that i was tonight. gonna say i want to go find that <laughs> well also it, it, we're talking about snl cast members there is a show if you like baking competitions they have a million of them, I know. But on Peacock, I have it because football, because Premier League and stuff. There's a show called Baking It, which is like the show Making It with Amy Poehler and Nick um, Offerman, where they do a craft competition. Well, d- during the winter, they have a series called Baking It with Maya Rudolph and Andy Samberg as the hosts. That and it's amazing. It's hilarious. It's a lot of fun. They don't do like, oh my gosh, you have an hour. You have to do it quick. It's not Gordon Ramsay like yelling at people. It's just, you know, you you watch it, you laugh, you have a good time. So if you have Peacock, watch Baking It. It's not as funny as any of these SNL sketches that we talked about, but it does have its own element of funny that we really enjoy. My Rudolph, another uh, underrated uh, SNL cast member, in my opinion, it's really good. All right. Anyway, let's take it to the let's <laughs> take it to the end here. I know you've all bared with us long enough. Um, I was having fun. We could keep going about SNL. That has to be a whole episode just we about could just SNL. Do a, whole, a whole SNL retrospective episode. Yes. Oh, that would be great. I have so many favorite cast, that I favorite love. cast members. Don't shoot the current cast either. Don't shoot them down. There's some really good folks on the current cast. I think you know. Anyway. I haven't watched one in years, but I watch, we watch the random, every, we watch I watch every random clips on YouTube. That's um, what it's all about now. That's what they even pander to is like, we need to make videos that people can share on YouTube. So every episode, there's some like pre-edit, like pre-produced music video or something, hoping that they get it. Because Andy Samberg and them I was going to say with, with the digital shorts, yeah. The Lonely the, Island the came Island, in and they yeah. just like, they changed the whole like focus of SNL. Like half of this stuff now is pre-produced. This is a tale, Captain Jack Sparrow. 
if you the Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special. I've told you about it. I don't think I've talked about it on the podcast. It was done by the Lonely Island, but it's this like Valentine's Day special where Michael Bolton's the main character. And it's just the most ridiculous stuff that you can think about. And it's it's hilarious. I wish it was still on Netflix. It was on a few years ago, then it was taken off. It's so good. If you can find the Michael Bolton Valentine's Day special, God, Michael Bolton's comedic, like he's really funny. He's really, really funny. And he just, whenever he works with Andy Samberg and them, it just comes alive. But I need to stop talking about it because I watch SNL every single week. No joke. I can't do it. You are a glutton for punishment, sir. So thank you, everyone, for, well, you are my friend. So (laughs) that says a lot. So thanks, everybody, for, for taking the time to listen to us every week. We do always appreciate that. You can engage with us on social media or on Twitter at Bryant and me. Uh, you can engage with Thomas at one Thomas Costello also on Twitter. Read the huh. the wonderful things that he's writing. He's doing a lot of coverage of Ohio State women's basketball right I now. Am. So big game this weekend, Ohio State versus Indiana. Two Ooh. ranked teams. The first ranked game for the Ohio State Buckeyes this year. It's gonna be a big one. It's gonna be probably their toughest game of the season. So I'm excited. I'll be there live from the Schattenstein Center in beautiful downtown Columbus. It's not downtown. I was going to say it's definitely not downtown. It's not downtown. North north of beautiful downtown Columbus. There you go. So be on the lookout for that kind of stuff. Uh, make sure that you're supporting and sharing the good stuff that Thomas is out there writing. Um, you can engage with us on Instagram to a lesser extent. We're at Bryant and me on there as well. I am at Pickle Chip. Replace the eyes with ones. Thomas is at one Thomas Costello on there as well. Um, please tell your friends about the pod. We yeah. always appreciate it. Tell your family and your coworkers and your neighbors and random people that you meet on the street. Um, uh, tell your your family around you know Thanksgiving or around Christmas. Excuse me, we've already had Thanksgiving. Yeah. Um, tell them about it. Give you know if you really want to give a gift to someone this year, mm-hmm. download a bunch of our episodes onto their phone. Yeah. Um, so that they just start start listening to it. I mean, that's the best gift you could give. Or if you want to get rid of them all, I know mm-hmm. after a while you kind of get sick of those family members. Just start playing the podcast. I promise you, they'll they'll get up and go. It's great birth control too. It is that too. So anyway, we always appreciate that. Make sure that <laughs> this has been an interesting episode of Brian and Me After Dark. <laughs> the, um, uh, I was going to say in the history of our show, I think I'll remember this episode as one of my favorites I've ever recorded. <laughs> Sorry, I just thought about Oreos again. Um, uh, please, I was going to say in the annals of Brian and me history, but then I was like, no, that's not going to come out right at all at this point after this show. Please uh, please take care of yourselves. Please take care of your friends and, and the people that you care about. Please yes. be the one to reach out to everybody. This is a tough time of the year for a lot of folks. Mm-hmm. Um, so please be the person to reach out, check on your friends, check on other people, make sure that they're doing okay. If you are struggling, if you're having issues, please reach out to someone that you trust, um, preferably a professional. If you have access to that, if not to someone you trust talking helps, absolutely. Please, please make sure that you're doing that. Have a great week. We love every single one of you and are very appreciative of you again. Adios. Cheers. Call somebody this week. Don't just text somebody. Call somebody. 
talk to somebody interaction human interaction outside of a text or an ad on twitter goes a long way so just call somebody you haven't talked to in a long time and see how they're doing i will actually do that too Um, they they might save they might save your life like at the end of billy madison that's true yeah steve buscemi boy am i glad i called that guy (laughs) do it not for those benefits either but if they do save your life that's great maybe you save theirs adios